everyone, and welcome to another episode of Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail without the necessary appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chomp Slap. At the Academy, when they asked me if I ever did drugs, I said no to a detective, and he took my word for it. That side of the table's Dr. Scientist. Hey, do you still have those butt plugs with Bert and Ernie's face on them? Jesus. My name is Papa Scotch, and as I always say, why do you think I drink out of this crazy straw? Not so crazy, is it? <laughs> Cue that theme music. The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of Plotty Time, the most accurate podcast that has ever existed. Also, the podcast that just remembered he had to soundboard panels of both Dr. Scientist and Sir Chumpslap. No, you don't. Cox. Cox. It's, it's weird Cox. you did that quote Cox. when I talked about that Cox. movie last week. Cox. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's strange, right? Yeah. That is did weird. you watch it because I said it? All right, let's go ahead. Uh, let's start. We always start. Dr. Scientist, what are you playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Thanks for asking. What am I playing? I just played this game on my phone called Into the Breach. Into the Breach. Apparently it's a Netflix game because Netflix is in video games now. They said they were going to do that. Yeah, we talked about it several times here. Yeah. But I should, I should there was attention. never like an official launch. They just had them one day. Yeah, it's a game where you like control mechs and you try and stop these big giant insects from taping, taking over the planet. And every time you die, like you can send one of your heroes back in time to a different timeline. Yeah, to try and save like him. That Tomorrow movie. Sort of. It's, Any good? It's all right. It kills time at work, which is what they're supposed okay. to do, right? Video games? Yeah. Well, phone games. I guess. Well, no. Mm. Yeah, I really don't fuck around with mobile games. Yeah, I haven't played one since Flappy Bird or whatever. <laughs> Even Simpsons Tapped Out? No, I never played it. Doodle Jumps. That was a big one. And Simpsons Tapped Out. I still have Tapped Out on my phone. Let's see where my, my town's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, I don't know if I talked about this, but back when Simpsons Tapped Out came out, me and my friends really got into it at work. This was like 2009, 2008, yeah, yeah. And you something spent like, like $100 that. dollars on it, didn't you? I spent a little bit of money on it, but I did not have like the kind of money that he I had now. to be spending on it. So uh, I got a hacked APK and just got a whole bunch of donuts, which is uh, the currency. And then I forgot about the game and stopped playing because it, it wasn't fun anymore because I had everything. Oh, so you're the kind of people who cheat. Yeah, exactly. But only against <laughs> the man, in a not, against, game. not against each other's. <laughs> That's against other people. That's fair. Like, I went back and I logged into it and it still had all my donuts and everything. Like, all the stuff I hacked is still there. Nice. Pretty sweet. Anyway, we're talking. It's not a competition, but he's winning. <laughs> to Dr. Scientists here about stuff. Oh, yeah. So I played Into the Breach a little bit. And then I watched about half of a, a video on YouTube. It was a... It's this guy, and he, he does an exhaustive review of the lore of the Mega Man series. How, how long's the video? Eight and a half hours. Jesus Holy Christ. fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched about four, four and a half hours of it. Wow. It's fantastic if you like Mega Man. Well, That's I don't amazing. I like him that much. I, I, <laughs> you should, because it's, it's a great video. Everybody should watch it. <laughs> Even if you never played the game, yeah. you'll love it. You'll know everything about it by the time that's over. <laughs> well, Jesus. Well, the guy said he played 45 different Mega Man games to learn some of the lore. 
And he always talks about like finding old interviews and magazine articles to try and get up on the lore and what these things are. So he really put his time into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he spends eight hours talking about it. So yeah, Jesus. it's amazing. The nerd, the way nerds catalog things, it's just <laughs> so many man hours of people not getting paid. They just did it because they fucking loved it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's wild. Well, I hope this guy gets paid from his YouTube video, but it has like 500,000 views from what I've seen. It's a couple books. Yeah. More than we and make. I have no idea how views like relate to actual money in someone's pocket. It's who knows. A little bit of money every time. Yeah. That's all I know. Well, thanks. <laughs> based, whatever. I got ads out of there. However many ads you get. Yeah. But if you like Mega Man, watch it. I believe his name's Ben Saint. Ben and Saint. All right. Give me one second. I'll go. I'm sure there's not many eight hour lore videos <laughs> of Mega Man. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I watched nine of them. This was the best one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Ben Saint's every Mega Man game's lore explained in obsessive detail. Yeah, I'd say. If ben, if fucking Mega Man's your thing, go go give that yeah. a watch. And then I started watching Futurama again because the new ones are coming out soon. Oh really? Yeah, sometime in July. I completely July twenty fourth. Let me check my calendar. It's definitely on there for an alarm. Oh snap! Yep, Jan- January July twenty fourth. What are they on? Peacock or something? Uh, Hulu, I believe. Oh snap! I think that's around when what we do in the shadows comes out too. We're gonna yeah. have a lot of watch this summer. I'm, I'm still catching up on other things. I didn't even watch the new Holly Sunnies yet or Star Treks. Oh, I forgot about Sunny. Nice. Yeah, me too. I watched the first two and forgot. <laughs> right. And then, because of my quote last week, I watched the movie, the fantastic film, The Other Guys again. Awesome. No. Yeah. I still love when The Rock and Samuel Jackson jump off the roof. You think of what I'm thinking? Yeah. Aim for the bushes. For the bush. <laughs> and then it's funny because when they're at the funeral, Wal- Mark Wahlberg's like, there wasn't even like an awning or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the bushes were so far away. Yeah, they were like across the street. <laughs> and even then, they jumped like eleven stories or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, it's great. And then even like the first scene, he's like, "You caught those guys with a quarter ounce of weed." And it's like they destroy the whole fucking town. Yeah, and there's like a gunfight in the middle of the street with that bus. Oh, uh, such a, such a good film. Everybody should watch that again. Other guys, actually, I think my favorite part of the entire film is every time Michael Keaton accidentally references TLC. <laughs> oh yeah he's like who I don't, I don't want no scrubs in my uh, my thing he's like and hey guys don't go chasing waterfalls Do yeah right. when he did that one <laughs> he's like are you referencing TNC I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> anyway stop screwing around it's so Michael good Michael Keaton is great is he's a national treasure that's all I did what about you Papa Scotch what did you play watch dude what's going on with you well thanks for asking uh, played a couple games of Zombos. Didn't really get into it. Not not too much to talk about. Uh, I did see that. 45 the, rounder. Yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't find a good random no, crew I, again. I couldn't replicate the magic, you know? <laughs> Shouldn't have left, man. Shouldn't have left. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. And then I played uh, on a plane more of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> oh, all you gotta do is fly a lot more and you can beat the game. I guess, I mean, I must have put in a total of six hours by now on this game, and I'm just finally starting to kind of get into it. <laughs> did you uh, get your parachute or whatever you didn't get last time? I did. The glider, I did. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I found out I wasn't very close to getting that. Then, <laughs> uh, basically, I feel like I'm just past the tutorial. Like I, <laughs> I, I thought we made had fun to, of you last time because you didn't pass the tutorial. I know. And I, I think I just now got past the tutorial, opened up the second part of the map, and everyone's going to be like, dude, it took me like 10 minutes to get there. Well, fuck you. It took me longer. All right. <laughs> this is his first Legend of Zelda game. Let him go. 
So for first world, since he has to look everywhere. the OG, like I played the OG, but that's it. Like I never even played Link's Awakening or anything past that. Even like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. No, dude. Nope. Never played them. <sighs> Those are fantastic games. So I, I hear Ocarina of Time's amazing. I, I have a copy of it. It's one of the best games of all time. So they say. A lot of people say it though. Anyway, so I I'm starting to get into it. I, I'm going to try to continue to do that. I had to actually remap buttons on the controller because I got so fucking annoyed. <laughs> I love doing that. There's a B and an A. You know, it's Nintendo. There's always the B and A button. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at those four buttons as if it were a PlayStation controller, B is the X. Yeah. Right. A is the circle. Mm-hmm. But in their world, A is select and B is backwards. So it's the opposite of PlayStation. So I'd keep trying uh, to click through menus and keep going back to the original menu. And I got so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> that I remapped it. That's fair. So might put a sticker on top that switches A and B just so I, it makes it more natural to me. But once I got the hang of that and was running around and cooking up some, some food and stuff, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. I think I'm going to try to keep going with it. Cool. And then as far as what I watched, I watched Suicide Squad again. Because I was on a plane. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's one with Peacemaker. And I kind of wanted to fall asleep, but I didn't because I can't fall asleep on planes. I feel for like some you reason. did that with the last movie you watched there, too. Everything, everywhere, yes. all at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the same concept. I watched something I'd already seen so that I could fall asleep, and then I didn't. Stayed up for two and a half hours watching it. Yeah, I did. I just watched <laughs> the whole thing. And then uh, I also watched a new movie, John Wick 4. Oh, really? I did. I attempted to watch it once. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I didn't. I saw it on the plane back from Paris, and I had no idea that that movie took place in Paris. I was like, I should have watched this before I went. <laughs> I still haven't seen two, three, or three. I think they're all good. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, I think four was better than two or three. Yeah, I heard it sucked worse. No, I thought it was better. The only thing I didn't like is is the main one of the main antagonists, the person that John Wick is kind of going up against, and you know they're in a bunch of cool fight scenes as well, but they're completely blind, like okay. actual blind. Yeah, not like Daredevil blind, like, like the blind real ninjas blind. from. Uh... Yep, that's kind of, but they're also like pulling off fucking headshots on people. The Boondocks. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, that was that part was a little, in a universe where there's a whole guild of assassins that operate underground when cops never show up for anything. This one was a little far-fetched. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, a little far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was great. Um, what's his name? One of the Scars Guards was the bad guy. Uh, the one who played... Keanu Reeves. No. One of the Scars Guards. Uh, I think it's Bill, the one who played Pennywise. Steven. Oh, okay. He's okay. always fantastic. The one who was in Mother. I don't know you're referencing, but was. yes. Yeah, forget it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this, any, whenever a Scars Guard shows up, whether it's Alex or Bill or I think there's a third one that's in Viking shit. Charlie. Charlie, definitely. Uh, Steve and Alec, when they show up, they're good. And then uh, mm-hmm. the dad. Whenever any of them show up, they're in cool shit. But that's all yeah. I really want. I mean, I watch some YouTube, but nothing really exciting. Right? Oh. No eight-hour Mega Man. No, no, none of that. It's good. I got to get people to watch it. Uh, but I did find a new show new to me. I guess it's not a new show. Have you guys ever watched uh, the show with Anthony Jeselnik? Not the Jeselnik Offensive. Uh, Good Talk? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't on very long, was it? No, I had no idea it existed. I just saw clips on YouTube, and then I found out it was a real show. So I checked it out, and it was pretty interesting. It was funny. I like Anthony Jeselnik interviewing. Jeselnik's a good comedian. He really is. He is. I like him. 
I like him a lot. And I like the fact, too, that uh, everybody apparently in the comedy world that knows him personally says he is the nicest person in the world, I see which that. I think is yeah. very interesting. But yeah, that's all I uh, really played and watched. So how about you there, Sir Chumpslap? What do you uh, play and watch and doing? What's going on over there? Well, I didn't play much, but I played a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, he came back. Oh, back okay. at it. Yeah. One of these days you'll beat it. I said I was going to go straight for the ending, so I was trying that. And, then, and you got tracked by side quests. <laughs> yeah, you just you run into things, and you're like, okay, I'll do that quick. Oh, I'll do that. And fucking there I was. Awesome. Still still didn't get it much further, but I will. I will finish it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just hang in there. It might take a year or two, but. I believe in you. Thanks. Thanks, bud. Sure. God, somebody does. It's not me. I hear you. But I watched a couple things. Okay. 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 What, 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 what kind of things? What are we talking here? I watched uh, this movie called The Arctic Void. Oh, yeah? I was thinking about that. I saw the uh, preview for it on as uh, I guess it's Amazon Prime. We both yeah, saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like some like travel show goes on like a boat into the Arctic and people just disappear off the boat. Like everyone just disappears. That's cool. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? And then you find out like all the animals are all fucked up and. Like bleeding from their eyes and stuff. Oh, that's mm, cool. I don't want to ruin it for you because it's it's actually pretty decent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check I'll it out. To, I'll tell you, it's I'll, not aliens. Oh, time. was it ghosts? Not gonna say any more than that. It's definitely ghosts. Then definitely <laughs> ghosts. Yeah, absolutely, it's ghosts. But yeah, check it out. It's pretty neat. It's just about these two guys that, well, three guys that are still alive when everybody else just disappears. And nice. They I'm, try I, to figure out what I the fuck. Definitely will watch it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Then I watched this other one called Devil's Den. You guys ever hear of this one? Sounds amazing. Hmm. No, no. no. Uh, Don't know it. What's his name? Devin Sawa. Oh, sure. yeah. The acid guy from uh, SLC Punk. Yeah, yeah. I believe he was in Idle Hands, too. Oh, he was in a lot of things. He was in Final Destination. Yeah. but He was like one of those teen heartthrobs mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, he's like older and not so heartthrobby in this. But he's still <laughs> playing like a college student who... Goes to Mexico to buy some Spanish fly to come and sell to college kids up in the States. Oh. So he goes, he wants to try it out at a strip joint. So he drops in some stripper's drink. And guess what? The strippers turn out to be vampires. It sounds awesome. a lot like. Uh, oh, it's a lot like From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it sure done like it. so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, it's still, I don't know if it's worth a watch. I mean, if you're a Devin Sawa head like me, you got to watch it. So, Oh, this one's something I didn't know about you. <laughs> oh, yeah? I watch anything he's in. I don't know why. Has he been in much lately? Everything, Every time I see a movie with him, it's from mid-2000s. I, think, I feel like I just saw him in another movie. I, I did look up his IMDb page after this. He's been in surprisingly a lot of things, but unsurprisingly. None of them are famous. They all go straight to video or whatever. <laughs> gotcha. But, yeah, I don't know. Check it out if you're into that type of weird shit. Then I watched uh, The Machine. Mm. Oh, is that the Burt Kreischer thing? Yeah, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't okay. good. I, uh, yeah, it sounded good until you told me what it was, and then I was like, oh, yeah. That's I mean, I like Burt Kreischer enough. I mean, he's not great, but. He can be funny, but. Like, apparently, a lot like Anthony Jeselnik, everyone who talks about him says he's a great guy. He just He's just not as funny as Anthony Jeselnik. No, not even close. He has one story, and he. Still banking on it. Yeah. I mean, the first time I heard that story, I was fucking great. And he told it great. Yeah. But it's been over a decade now. Yeah. He's been doing that it for story. 15 years. 
I mean, of course the story's going to be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. But he's a terrible actor, so just so you know. All right. Well, that's a shame. But yeah. good to know. I mean, it's so it's okay, but it's not I wouldn't watch it again. Is it like the story? Is that what we're seeing? Just the story playing out? No. It's like 20 years later, this after the story, and then they're apparently he, he robs a train in the story, so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of Russians coming for the a watch that he stole off somebody. That's interesting. Kind of mixing his real life story he's famous for with a sequel to a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's all right, but not great. Just like I said. Okay. I mean, there's a couple of funny parts. I think I laughed like three or four times, but whatever. Any uh, cameos from any of his buddies that he's always on podcasts with, like no. Segura or any of them? There's, really? <laughs> I did notice one scene. It's just like in the streets of Russia, and there's a just graffiti that says Tom is fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. And he does talk about like fat Tom a couple times, but that's it. And then I watched this new show that's on uh, Netflix. Not Netflix, Amazon, called I'm a Virgo. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw previews for that, too. I don't know anything about it. It's by uh, Boots Riley, the guy who did... Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like some surreal story about a this kid who's born. He grows up to be 13 feet tall, giant, and his parents are hiding him, and he turns, I don't know, 19 or whatever, and he people find him. He go, goes out into the world. And it's also got a uh, fuck. What's his name? The guy from Vice Principals, no. Danny McBride. No, the other one, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins is in it too, and he's awesome in everything he does. So he's always amazing. I've been seeing his Instagram stuff for the new season of uh, what is it? The Gemstones. Yeah, the right Gemstones. His his fucking outfits is Baby Billy. It looks, <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Yeah. It's so good, but it's really good. I mean, it's surreal, so it's awesome, and it's kind of like a little preachy shit in it like you know like boots riley does i guess yeah mm-hmm. but yeah definitely worth a watch it's only like six episodes long so is it like uh gonna be more seasons or is it like a standalone thing no i assume there's more just by the way it ended i think they even talk about it going on gotcha i think they they said there's they're coming out with a second season but i don't know i guess we'll find out with the writer strike and everything you know yeah but yeah check that out check out arctic void and that's it for me today. All right. Well, if you got nothing else, let's go ahead and move into the plotty time vibe check. Ooh, what's that vibe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this time. weekend in Taco Bell news. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to say before I even get into the Taco Bell news, we said we were going to do Taco Bell news and Chipotle news. So since we said that like six or eight episodes ago, I have had the press pages up for Chipotle and Taco Bell since then. There's fucking nothing there, man. They give us <laughs> nothing. It I is don't the most saying that. boring news feeds I've ever seen. Finally, there's news to report about Taco Bell. Back on June 29th for a limited time. Hopefully, you guys can all still grab it, but they're bringing back the volcano menu. Already had two burritos. What the fuck's the volcano menu? It's like some hot cheese sauce. Oh, so it's like, nothing great, but it was basically the exact same things they always made, but they put the word volcano in front of it and put that cheese sauce on it. Yep. Uh, are they all sodium warnings? Everything in Taco Bell is a sodium warning. What are you talking about? Probably. I don't know for sure, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can go there, get volcano items. Hopefully right now it's 
at the it was time, very popular at the time in the you're 2000s. listening to this, it probably sold out and stopped. <laughs> sold out of volcano sauce. But hey, the important thing is that Papa Scotch really tried to do Taco Bell news. That's the important thing you should get from all this. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, then uh, some more things have come. Do you guys know uh, last week I talked a little bit about that uh, that uh, Activision Call of Duty lawsuit with the poor redactions and all that stuff? Yeah, right, right, right. Um, more things have come to light. Ooh. And one of the more interesting things I saw is that there are one million PlayStation owners who play Call of Duty and literally nothing else. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I feel like that number's real hot. Like nothing else. I'm sure nothing that's close to the same number of people who play it on Xbox and nothing else. There that's are an exceedingly a huge amount of adults around our age who just go home from work and play Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. I mean, look, it doesn't blow my mind. Like, if you like Call of Duty and you go home and play Call of Duty, I don't give a shit. Play whatever <laughs> you want. Play whatever makes you happy. I just, I don't know who, like, I can't get in the mind of a person who spends the money on a PlayStation 5 and just plays one game. Like, especially now, like, if you're if you're online, you're paying for Game Pass. You're getting three free games and you never fired up one of the other ones? Yeah. That sounds crazy. Well, that's... They just grew up with that, and that's yeah. all they play, man. And I don't know how you can just keep playing it. The, it's the only way that some people have of hanging out with their friends every day. Yeah, true. <sighs> you know how hard it is to get two people together to do something, let alone four or five? But you can squat up across the country. Yeah, for an hour after work. The last time I did that, it was with Chump Slap playing zombies, which might have been three years ago. Yeah, damn. That was the last time I played with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> We also said we were going to do a stream of that and then never did. I guess we got to do it one of these days. Uh, yeah, sure we will. <laughs> Dr. Scientist, you can join in because Black Ops is uh, or uh, Black Ops Cold War is free right now. So you don't even have to pay money to get in. That's Ooh. all right. I'll pass. Come on. <laughs> I think the fans. Will, well, let's uh, let's let's see what the fans have to say. If anybody starts a Reddit thread and we get 40 upvotes. 50 upvotes. How about that? Good luck. <laughs> if you get 12. 12 upvotes? I'll think about maybe putting it in my library to download later. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So it's up to the fans now if they want to see it. Really, it's all up to them. <laughs> also part of that news is they said there were 6 million PlayStation gamers who spend more than 70% of their time just playing Call of Duty. Believable. That actually makes a lot more sense to me than 1 million who just play Call of Duty. Yeah. It all makes sense to me, man. Yeah. Call of Duty is an addiction, bro. I just, I don't know. All right. I mean, I believe you. I'm not saying you're a liar. It's just, <laughs> it sounds crazy to me. Sometimes I feel like I'm just in crazy town. Dude, just, this is the United States. Every day's like that. Whoa, every About town everything. is crazy town. Oh, that was too deep. That was deep. I don't like it. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be deep. It was meant to be shocking and scaring you. I mean, uh, it's sad and I'm, I might cry after this. But that might also be unrelated. So in other news that came out, there was a uh, we, we very rarely get any kind of behind the scenes look on how much games cost these days or what goes into them. But in this lawsuit, one of the poorly redacted things said that Horizon Forbidden West cost two hundred and twelve million dollars to make, uh, which Jeez. you're like, that seems high. But then it costs 300 full-time employees over five years. Yeah, so, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. The Last of Us Part Two cost $220 million and had about 200 full-time workers. Cool. And then the other piece of news that came out immediately was Call of Duty represented $800 million of Sony's PlayStation revenue in 2021 and, pro- and potentially $1.5 total worldwide. 
That is disgusting. It's all weed packs, man. That's they sell like hotcakes. <laughs> I don't know anybody who plays the game and doesn't have them. I don't. I don't play the game anymore though. Yeah, so so yeah, there you go. Right. Well, I, it's so much money. Why would they ever go full exclusive? That'd just be so dumb. Yeah. That'd be leaving eight hundred million dollars on the table. Yeah. Yeah, they're not ever gonna do that. But uh, there was also part of the the lawsuit stuff that came out is there were emails that uh, revealed that Microsoft actually attempted and interfaced with Sega. To buy Sega, and yeah, yeah, that was an old Bungie one. as well. I heard about that, but apparently Sega's like, you know what? We don't really want to be owned by anybody, so we're not going to do it. But uh, they were also reaching out to Niantic. I'm not sure who they are. IO Interactive and Zynga before Zynga was sold hmm. to, I believe, Facebook bought them. Yeah, but this was over years, so I just think it's weird that, like, of course they did. Why wouldn't they ever ask these people? Be like, hey, are you interested in selling? Maybe. Yeah. Right. I don't know why this is so much news. There's not much. Man, gaming news has really taken a dive. Yeah. yeah. It's all somebody trying to buy somebody, and then games don't work. That's everything. Yeah. It's pretty predictable at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's go ahead and move off of gaming news, and we'll talk about Magic the Gathering. Right. Oh, you got to talk about the One Ring? I'm talking about the One Ring. The precious Lord of the Rings card has been found, valued oh, yeah? at $2 million. Yup, and it was graded at a nine. It's right out of the pack. <laughs> Man, that is insane. Who found it? Somebody famous, I assume? They Nobody knows. Oh. They just saw it on the Beckett grading website or whoever oh, graded okay. it. I'm trying to read through it now. So, of course, why would I have read this before I brought it up? I yeah, thought you done. guys would really. Well, whoever song. graded it, like, gave them, like, $10,000 to grade it just to be, like, the one who graded it. So everyone oh, would see really? their advertisement oh. when they're picture was shown you know uh it said here uh a spanish gaming store named gramillo de dragones was offering 2.1 million for it and if the owner takes them up on that offer it will immediately become the most expensive magic card ever beating out the black lotus which is repeatedly sold for upwards of five hundred thousand dollars because there's only one of them yeah so was that what this was like a sweepstakes, like a contest? Like yeah. they just released it was, it one, was a, it was a, a pack scam to make people buy expensive packs. Yeah, it was a single card and the most expensive box of cards you can get. How much does a box cost? Five hundred dollars for twelve packs. For twelve Holy packs, it's not even twenty four. Fuck, are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. How many? How many cards are in a twelve pack? I'm gonna have to assume it's seven hundred. There's seventeen cards per pack. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And that's including a land and a, yeah. a token. So you that's might like 170 get 110 cards. cards in there, and at least 50 of those are going to be copies. Yeah. And then they, the rest ain't going to be worth shit. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Like, so there's, what do you guys think? And I'm, I'm very curious. What are the odds that you buy this pack? Not that you get the one ring card, but what are the odds that... You buy this expensive pack. You don't get the one ring cards. You sell the cards individually and actually make $500. Almost zero. Yeah. Unless you find one of the other serialized cards, you still probably won't make your money back. No, you could probably sell it for five. Well, I saw the uh, the elven rings were close to six, and the dwarf rings and the human rings were around 175 yeah. each. If you're extremely lucky, and get you one of a those, free box. Yeah, you might, that you one might make your money back on the box. <laughs> But it's not likely, even if you find the rare cards. Well, the bo- box price dropped like dramatically. I'm assuming, as soon as as soon as one found it, it was they were going to drop. Yeah, That's like, why I'm I was shocked that uh, Watsy wasn't there to just hey, don't tell anybody right away. Yeah, right. That's so fucking nuts. Can you imagine the people that invested like thousands of dollars buying those boxes 
and being like, oh man, I hope this card is never found. Because if it's never found, I will be able to sell these boxes for so much money down the line. They lost a whole shitload of money once it was found. That's why they suck. That's why you shouldn't be a fucking It's like people who raise them. They do it with oil, too. It's just the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. How is this not gambling? It is. It is, but I'm sure there's fucking... It's a game of chance. Yeah. (laughs) Which is gambling. That's what we call gambling. They're games of chance. No, it's That's what roulette is. What skill? Okay. You know what? I'm not going to get into the semantics. (laughs) Magic's a game of skill. Magic is, but... (laughs) Magic, sure, but not card pulling. That's a game of luck. What do you think baseball cards have been for 40 years? Yeah, true. Yeah, I guess you're right, but I don't think it's ever been this brazen, right? Like... It, it, It hasn't changed. No, there's always been... Like a chase card, super chase, yeah. yeah. Like you can get a Babe Ruth signed autograph card. Well, I wouldn't go that ridiculous, but well, they have them like just old autographs. Yeah. They have they like uh, they have like uh, cards that have like little pieces of actual game worn jerseys attached yeah, to them. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But I was thinking back in like the 90s, they weren't doing any of that shit. They were just releasing that uh, year's set. They were just releasing hundreds of thousands of cards and making people buy them because they thought they were going to get money off them later. Yeah, yeah and they just kept and... they just kept printing them. I have I think my uncle for a long time had no idea what to get me for my birthday when I was a little kid and he didn't have kids yet, so he would always buy me a set of football or baseball cards. Like the whole set? Yeah, like the whole set, like serialized, numbered, and but How's they were from fun? that era. <laughs> yeah. How much money did you make off of those? <laughs> I think the last time I actually evaluated them they were about $1,000. Oh, nice. But there were some that were from like the fifties. No, oh, but it, okay. but it was funny because he would like he would buy the set of these cards from the fifties. He would, and I would look him up and like you know like I'm the old school style with the fucking book, Beckett, mm-hmm. yeah. Beckett yeah. the Beckett book. Like I'd find the ones that were like the most expensive or the most rare, the ones like you really wanted, and then I'd look through the set and all of those were missing. So he knew what he was looking for, obviously. Oh, so he bought them and then gave you the shit, the chaff that was yeah, left Yeah, so over. he bought the full set. He kept the ones that were worth real money and then just gave me the extra ones. <laughs> what an awesome that's uncle. A, yeah, that's a pretty cool uncle. I want to meet this guy. I mean, there were a handful of sets he bought me, like, in the plastic that were actual sets. Like, yeah, yeah. Branded, this is the 1991 set, card one to 500 or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's why there's some that are valuable because there's some that are well, that's Still why. Sealed. Yeah, out of seven thousand cards or more, <laughs> yeah, there's a worth a thousand yeah. cards. <laughs> Fucking, cl- you know what? Let's just let's just get out of here. Let's let's get out of here. Move on to the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Sir Thompson. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about the game of the day. You guys saw the episode description. We are, of course, talking about a classic in the PS3 era. Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception. Ooh, scary. Uh, this was released November 1st, 2011. Any guesses on the number one song in the country, or do you just want me to get into it? Pharrell Happy. It's not Pharrell Happy, but you're kind of close to the era. No idea. All right. Well, luckily, guys, um, oh. we got another celebrity coming in here in the studio. <laughs> I bet he's from New England. <laughs> Bill Burr. <laughs> Actually, it's Darth Vader is here. Can you believe it? Oh my god. Isn't he dead? Doesn't sound like him. It sounds more like Jigsaw. <laughs> okay, Darth. Easy. Easy, buddy. Look. No, fuck you, Darth Vader. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Force joke me? 
Can't do that through the internet. You don't know what I can't do. <laughs> I know right, you can't Darth, do that. Just, oh, God damn it. God, stop antagonizing <laughs> Darth Vader. D- sorry, Darth Vader, can you please just sing the song that you've come here to sing? Fine. <laughs> Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Forget me, Amber. I remember you said sometimes it lasts in more. I kind of lost the thread here, but you guys get it. Thank you, Darth. That was very Darth. Appreciate it. You guys know what the song is? Okay, guys, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go chase some tail at the ball. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Gross. Darth, just please leave. Fuck. All right. Darth is gone. He's, He's left the studio. So, do you guys know what the song is? I didn't understand the words. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it. It was Someone Like You by Adele. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that kind of sounds like it now that you say it. <laughs> I mean, Darth, he's, he doesn't have the best singing voice, but he, he guys, wait, hold on. Okay, yeah, he's getting in his car. He begged to be on this. <laughs> sounds like Darth Vader, man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had to throw him bone. He's not doing great lately. He's got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of paternity suits. <laughs> he keeps hanging out at the mall. I don't. And then he just like shops Dude's a mega at freak, man. Stop talking to him. <laughs> it's weird. He's. I feel bad. Anyway, you know what? Number one movie in the country. <laughs> Star <It's> just, Wars. <laughs> episode th- three. I <laughs> wish I was as smart enough to get a guess that actually <laughs> coincided with the movie that we're talking about. But uh, no, no. Here's the tagline: Live for danger. Fight for justice. Pray for mercy. Get ready for an adventure nine lifetimes in the making. Puss in Boots. God damn, it is Puss in Boots. Oh, snap. I was like, maybe they might get it, but probably not. No, you guys nailed it. The nine lives is the only thing that gave it away. Wow. Dr. Scientist nailed it. An outlaw cat, his childhood egg friend, and a seductive thief kitty set out in search (laughs) for the eggs of the fabled golden goose to clear his name, restore his lost honor, and regain the trust of his mother and town. A lot of egg stuff going on (laughs) (laughs) never got this far before (laughs) this day in history november 1st 1800 john adams becomes the first president to live in the white house oh wow i don't think he did anything else (laughs) was he two or four his brother made two beer i think okay there you go john yes okay (laughs) the game was released for playstation 3 exclusive Developed by Naughty Dog, published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It is an action-adventure shooter. Play. We've done both of the Uncharted 1 and 2 before. This is a mega-huge franchise. You all know what it is. Listen you all Listen to our other it. episodes about them. <laughs> Listen to our other episodes about them. This time, though, Dr. Scientist is going to take us through the story. So, Dr. Scientist, if you would, please tell us what it's all about. Well, it starts with Victor Sullivan and Nathan Drake walking into a bar. And you may remember them from the other two games. Ooh, is this some shady meeting? It Mark could be. Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, you silly. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, they walk into some shady backroom deal. And there's two guys there. Talbot and like, a, he's kind of like a, a, I don't know, well-dressed kind of thug type guy. Mm-hmm. And Cutter, who's your typical grunt muscle guy. Okay. And they're like, Hey, here's some money. Now give us the ring. They're, they're exchanging. They're trying to buy Nathan's ring that he wears around his neck, which you may remember is, is uh, Francis Drake's ring. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. And of course, Victor's like, well, this money's fake. We can't trade it. And a fight breaks out. Whatever. You, you know how Uncharted works. Eventually, they break out of the bar and they're in the alley and uh, a car pulls up, a nice car, and this old lady gets out, well-dressed old lady, and she's like, uh, blah, 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 and she steals the ring from Drake. Oh, no. What? Yeah. Apparently, she's been looking for it for a while, and Nate had it. And then, uh, out of nowhere, Cutter shoots both of them, Nate, uh, Sully and Nate, and everybody drives away. <sighs> Game's okay. over. Yeah, that's All it. That's right. the game, oh. everyone. It's, pretty it's good. a very unceremonious death for drake right then it cuts back to 20 years earlier in cartagena colombia and it has a a childhood nathan drake is this the first time we see kid drake i think so Uh, yes i mean i'm 95 percent sure it is yeah Uh, and uh whatever it's basically the story of how nathan and sully met and nate steal it's about nate steals the drake's ring and and at the end of this story, Kate Marlowe ends up with an astrolabe and they're supposed to be working together, whatever. Doesn't matter. Long story short, Sully is basically taking Nate under his wing as a child and going to raise some uh, great thief, I guess. Yeah, he sees something in this little boy. Yeah. Who's stealing rings. Then it cuts back to the present. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marlowe drives, is driving away and Cutter's like, all right, they drove away. You can get up. What? Yeah, it was all fake. Cutter's in it on it. He's friends, fake. With, he's friends with Drake and Sully, and they set this all up. I, what? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what they tried to accomplish with this. Cause Just to get her off the back, I think. Yeah, but she's going to figure out it's they. Well, spoiler. <laughs> they gave her a fake ring, but um, they didn't even end up with the money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the idea of this part was about to do. Yeah, why didn't they just... Wasn't it to figure out who they were working for or to follow them oh, back? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe it was figure out... All right, well, that makes follow. a lot more sense. Well, it makes the only thing that makes sense, really. Mm-hmm. Well, because Drake knew the ring had something to do with it, but he didn't know where to go or but he needed more clues. F- yeah. But he knew 20 years ago. Yeah, Victor knew. Didn't they? <laughs> okay, I swear that this is a real thing. <laughs> it could be, but Sully knew they were trying to find it twenty years ago, which is why I was confused by this. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, now. okay. I think it, I think it was because they didn't have the decoder, so they wanted to get the decoder uh, and figure out where to go. They're trying to figure out where their decoder is. So right. they faked the death to fi- to follow them back to the hideout to find the decoder because they knew once they got the ring, they would go right to the decoder. Yeah, right, I right, think that's okay. what it is. Which I still think it's a wild story. Why didn't you just steal the decoder from them? Yeah. But oh, whatever. Anyway. So Sully and Cutter and uh, Nate walk, and then we meet the great Chloe. She comes back for after Uncharted 2 and is on helping with their schemes again. Of course. Why wouldn't she? And she's like, hey, I followed Marlo Abbott to this place. They're still in there. They never came out. Go mm-hmm. in and find your whatever, Astrolabe. Mm-hmm. So they walk in, and of course, there's, no, there's some puzzles and underground tunnels. That's going to happen a lot in this game. Right. Yeah, a lot of those. A lot of those. And uh, eventually they get to an underground study library and uh, they're kind of watching Marlo go through this and she uses the ring and the decoder. But of course it doesn't work because it's a fake ring. It doesn't even fit. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you make it the same size at least? It might work. Who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Uh, you probably only need a ring around that size. So they figure out it's a forgery. Like they must have followed us. Go figure out where they are. So everybody runs out trying to 
get to the entrance to make sure that they don't. Everyone's playing yeah. 3D chess here, man. Backstabbing secrets and lies. So they all, they, they eventually sneak around, get the astrolabe, and Nate decodes something. And they eventually find a map. And like, all right, we got to get out of here. So they have to escape, shoot some people, run through tunnels again. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. They eventually get out. And they get to a safe house, and Nate's reading the map. And uh, they also took a book from T.E. Lawrence that Marlowe was using. It's uh, Lawrence of Arabia, if you know what that story is. And uh, they're like, well, he was sent to find a city in Arabia by the queen. And they were just trying to, they found clues. And uh, those clues are somewhere. There were some in France and some in Syria. So we're Mm going to have to split up, believe it or not. Makes sense, dude. Yeah. So uh, Nate and Sully are going to go to France, and Talbot and Chloe are going to go to Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're splitting up. Yeah, to find clues on the city that Lawrence was looking for. City of Brass. Ubar. Imam of the Pillars. Atlantis the Sands. That's goes so by a lot names, of names, man. So Nate and Sully get to France, and they end up at this chateau in the woods. And like, hey, this is John D's chateau. Just like that uh, old underground place we found uh, Marlowe in. This is all John D stuff. John D's nuts. Boom. Nice. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. I did. There we go. Oh, perfect. <laughs> that was dumb. I got to be faster on these buttons. This is sad. <laughs> but uh, sad. love come jokes. There's one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a great one. They were going around and then they find a dead guy that in a suit. And they're like, oh, man, Talbot's here already. How they figure this out? Yeah, right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> There's more puzzles okay. and underground tunnels, and they eventually get to a grave, and they push it open, and it's like half of an amulet. Oh. And Nate's like, "Oh, the other half must be in Syria. That's how we can get them together and figure out where we're going." Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But of course, Talbot catches you while you're leaving. And he's like, "Yoink! Give me the amulet. Uh, I'm leaving. Here's a bunch of bugs." And this happens in the game where bugs chase you, and you have to. Are they spiders? Uh, just some sort of bug. They okay. could be spiders. I don't know. Some secret bug nobody knows about anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little late. You play Chump Slap? No. I, I know Papa Scotch did, and I did. But oh yeah, absolutely. So you run away from the bugs, and this happens a couple of times in the game where bugs start chasing you. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying and kind of dumb. I don't like it. Right. And then you kind of escape the bugs because they won't go in the light. And uh, you find Talbot's guys trying to burn the chateau down. Of course. And, yeah. So you have to escape the burning chateau, which is also annoying. Eventually, Sully and Nate they escape and they're like talking. And Sully's like, are you sure this is all worth it, Nate? There's a lot of people trying to kill us. And uh, we don't even know what we're trying to do anymore. And Nate's like, fuck you, Sully. It's, I'm going to find this treasure. It's my life's journey. Yeah, everyone. Every time it's his life's journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but then he, then he's like, although we were followed, that must mean Chloe and Cutter were followed too. So we got to f- hurry off to Syria. Mm-hmm. So cut to Syria, and Nate and uh, Sully are there, and they can't get a hold of uh, Chloe and Cutter. <sighs> so they're. That's, what do you mean? They're trying to call him on the phone, and it's not working. Oh, oh okay. well, well, that yeah, was very literal. Ran out of minutes. Well, you find out later. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so uh, Nate and Sully are sneaking around. They eventually run into Chloe and Cutter. They're fine. They're okay. And uh, Cutter tells Nate, he's like, well, I've been reading these books, and it appears that all these guys, Drake and Lawrence and the Queen and John D and blah, 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 are all part of the secret society who have been trying to find this thing in the desert. 
and Marlo's the present day leader of that same group that it's lasted for oh, years. Of course. There are so many goddamn like secret societies in these goddamn games. There has to be, or right. else it wouldn't be found already. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, they're sneaking around trying to figure out where the other part of the clue is. And eventually they get seen, and there's some rockets shot at you and stuff flying around, blah, blah, blah. More puzzles and more underground tunnels. Cryptic, cryptic society bullshit of finding symbols and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're doing one of the puzzles, they're searching through these things, Cutter gets drugged by Talbot. He gets shot with like a... a dart. A dart, yeah. A drug dart. Some trippy dart. Yeah, and Cutter's like suggestive, and he's like, don't trust Nate. Give me your gun. Give me all your books. Give me everything. And he has to. And Cutter can't do it because he's drugged. You know, you know how hard it is. You know how that works. They obviously just bring them along, bring him along with them, because even though he's fucked up, they need him. And of course, there's a little scuffle between Cutter and Drake here. It doesn't really matter. Now, I haven't played it obviously since it came out, but was this really feels like it was an escort mission? Kind of, because he breaks his leg. Not yet. Oh. No, he's just all tripping out, and you're still trying to like yeah. not keep leaving him, safe. him behind. Uh, yeah. And fight him off. Yeah, trying to whatever. Yeah. But eventually you find another uh, grave of Templars or whatever the fuck they are. And you open it up and it's the other half of the amulet. Oh, thank God. And you're like, oh, now we have both halves. Oh, no. Talbot has the other half. But I drew it. Nate's always thinking. Classic Nate. Just like on the Indiana Jones when he uses the piece of paper and the charcoal on the Knight Templar's shield. Yeah, and exactly. uh, like um, the Big Lebowski when he's at Jackie Treehorns. <laughs> it's another pull. great example. <laughs> another great example of using shading to show what's written underneath it. Yeah, we've all seen it done in movies. What an underappreciated bit that was in <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Right. Yeah, especially when he is done, he looks like he's like, what the fuck? And he gets to crumble it apart in his pocket. <laughs> Then barely makes it back on the couch. Yeah, and then he gets arrested and has a picture in his pocket. <laughs> anyway, once they pick up the amulet, of course, bugs rush in. There's puzzles, platforming, running from bugs, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they eventually find a map to Yemen, too. Yeah, is this course. when they find the, the star map? Yeah, no, they find the star map in Yemen. Oh, yes, yes, okay. But like, all right, we have this map to Yemen. We have both halves of the amulet. We're going to escape now, whatever. Falling way out. They eventually run away, and Talbot's like, nope, nope, we aren't going anywhere. And they all pull their guns on him, and they're like, well, we got a secret weapon. And Cutter turns, and he's pointing his gun at you. <gasps> what? Yeah, and what? they're like, throw all your guns down, Nate. Throw all your guns down, Chloe. Throw all your gloves down, Sully. Cutter's like, I'm drugged. I can't stop. <laughs> and then Talbot's like laughing. He's like, ha ha, shoot him anyway. And then Talbot's like, no, I'm not drugged. I'm tricking you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he really shook that off pretty fast, huh? I, I don't why do you let them throw their guns down? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I was thinking that too. I'm like, if you're going to trick them anyway, why not just pull the trigger right away at Talbot and yeah. the other guys still have their guns? <laughs> that's, that's a really good question. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> I was anyway. just like, man, he walked that off real fast. Yeah. So uh, they eventually run from Talbot, some shooting, some whatever. Talbot eventually captures Cutter and takes the amulet from Cutter. So now Talbot has both pieces of the amulet. And, Mar- and Marlo's like, Cutter, you used to be such a good guy on our side. Now you're a piece of shit. Let's burn him down. <gasps> so they set the tower on that Cutter's on. And Cutter's like, well, I better jump so I don't die. He jumps off the tower and breaks his leg. No choice whatsoever. You had to jump off. Yeah. So then they kind of have to escort him out with a broken leg, too. Yeah. And they eventually get out, escape. That's all Uncharted games are is puzzles, 
underground tunnels and escaping firefights. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. It's the loop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as they get out, Chloe starts asking the same questions that Sully was asking. Like Drake, do you really think this is worth it? What we're doing here? I mean, our boy Cutter just broke his leg and he almost burned to death if he didn't break his leg. So I mean, yeah, right. it's not much of a choice here. And Nate's like, I can't let them win. I'm going to cheat. I'm not going to let them win. <laughs> we're going. You think, that's the, you think that's the same thing internally that all these Call of Duty cheaters are thinking? Like, yeah. I can't let those cheaters win. I have to cheat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably. Right. I think, I think Nate's having a, a flaw in his character exposed here. No. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll keep going. Maybe. So off to Yemen they go. And Sully's like, mm, I know somebody there, but you're not going to be happy. And Nate's like, no. <gasps> and when they get in Yen, guess who's there? Papa Scotch. Fucking uh, uh, Elena. Oh, Elena Fisher from the first two games. Oh, my goodness. God. Shouldn't have blanked on that name that hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would assume you had it written down. <laughs> the journalist? I lady? just kept thinking Emily Rose, obviously. Yeah, I, was that, trying, I, was, I was thinking of uh, her character from Haven, and I was like, that's not her name. Exactly. The actress came to mind. Uh, yeah, Elaine is there, and she got them press passes, and she's like, all right, you guys are here. I got your press passes. Don't do stupid shit. And Sully's so like, all right, I'm leaving. You two can talk. And then Elaine and Nate have a talk about what apparently was a relationship from the last time uh, Elena's... I guess they're broken up or on a break right now would be the thing. Uh, they were married, maybe divorced here. I'm not sure. I don't know. Were they engaged or married? Well, no, Drake had a ring. So. Yeah, yeah, she they, has a ring on too. They were married. Yeah, they both have rings, so I assume. Uh, and then, of course, Elena is trying to give Nate a talking to here about his stupid obsessions and how he has to stop with this. And Nate's like, I'm okay. I can do it. And she's like, no, you're going to get other people hurt. Like Sully. No, not Sully. Yeah. Like Sully. And Nate's still like, well, you're still wearing the ring. You're obsessed a little bit. <laughs> no, he good, doesn't say good that. Comeback. Yeah. Good comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, it kind of helps me here, which I don't really know Yemen, but maybe I can see that. Stops people from hitting on her. Yeah. They're like, well, we got to, where do you guys want to go? Uh, we're trying to find it. And eventually they also see Talbot's guys are there. Which is weird. Well, not weird because they have everything that Nate found. They don't have the map, do they? I thought they got it from Talbot. Um, yeah, from Cutter. Yeah, from Cutter. That's it. Yeah, they got the books. That's right. That's right. They got everything, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was kind of still drugged. He handed it over to them. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. They're like, eventually they tell Elena what's going on. And Elena's like, you guys, I got you here. You can't keep doing this. You're obsessed. And Nate's like, no, I'm not obsessed. Uh, you're the one. Yeah. But they eventually find the place where they're supposed to go. It's a giant well, and there's puzzles and secret tunnels and entrances. And they eventually find a celestial map. Mm, and they're yes. like, this must be the stars from where the thing is. Can you remember this, Sully? And Sully's like, got it. <laughs> right. Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. Done. In the head. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because the stars would be different. Yeah. But. <laughs> don't, don't get hung up on the details here. <laughs> well, I guess, we're having a- I guess Sully can. Move the stars back 400 years in his head. Yeah, he's pretty good at this stuff. But guess what comes out when they find the map? Bugs again. And of course, they run, <laughs> Elaine and Sully and Nate run. And then they end up in this room with like ominous quotes like, death will come to you and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, Drake must have been here and just went wrote, started writing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, right. And then Elena makes a very good point to Drake that doesn't click with him yet. And she's like, he went around the world and traveled thousands of miles to try to find this place. 
got this far and quit, why don't you just turn around too? Nope. And he's like, nah, not going to happen. I mean, that is a really good point, right? Yeah. She's like, whatever he saw or knew was behind that door made him pack up, take all his shit home, lie about what he found. Yeah, yeah, change all his notes and books and history, basically, just so nobody knew what he did and where he was. Yeah. Yeah, but we have to figure out why. (laughs) Andre's like, yeah, it's crazy, right? We have to know, right? And she's like, no, no, we don't. (laughs) And uh, they eventually work their way out of the well, and they're walking around. And, of course, Nate gets drugged by a dart. Oh, no. And I remember this part being stupid. I hated walking around as you were drugged in this game. That's the worst. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're kind of, like, trying to whatever. But he gets drugged, and then eventually he's walking through these streets, and it starts changing the different streets that he's been in and blah, blah, blah. And eventually he wakes up, and it's him and Marlo at a table. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marlo's like... I know you're not really Nathan Drake. That's not your name. You're not related to Drake. You're just some orphan doing blah, blah, blah. And Drake's like, oh, shit. And she's like, well, I need you anyway, because I got to find Sully, because we know that he has the map in his head. <laughs> of course he awesome. does. How did they Why know would that? they know that? That's the real question. I don't know. I do not know that at all. I don't think it's ever explained. Sully is known by everybody for having a steel trap. And the second he sees something, it's in his brain. Actually, I I think she explains that when he was drugged, he told them. Yeah, yeah, she does say that. Oh, so maybe it's their own, like their last chance to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. How do you know that? She's like, well, yeah, you you told told me everything. (laughs) Gotcha. And then she tries to like sort of bash Victor to Nathan, I guess, to try and change him, change his opinions on him. Like, he's going to tra- he's gonna change on you. He's going to cheat you out of money here. It's more suggestion because he's drugged, I think. Yeah, but it still doesn't really make sense because whatever. It, they got to know Nate's better than that, not to fall for such stupid things. And then Nate's like, nope, and flips the table. <laughs> yeah. Good nice. on him. And he starts chasing Talbot because Talbot came by and said, hey, I know where Sully is. I'm going to go find him. I'm going to go get him. Mm-hmm. And you eventually chase Talbot down and uh, catch Talbot. And you have a fight with Talbot here. And then some guy sneaks up behind you and hits you in the back of the head with a board. Ooh. Concussion number 10 for Nate. At least. (laughs) And uh, this time, Nate wakes up tied to a chair on a boat Mm -hmm. talking to pirates. Classic Nate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Nate. I mean, it really is like he's <laughs> yeah. often knocked out and waking up tied up. It's not the first time he's woke up on a tied to a chair. Yeah. No. And the guy's like, hey, man, I was paid to kill you. You should be happy. I let you alive. And then he's like, why am I alive? Oh, you want to find the Aram of the pillars? And he's like, got it. You fucking knew it, dude. I want the treasure. And like, we're going to torture Sully if you don't tell us. And he's like, well, I'm going to torture Sully. I'll see you in a couple minutes. And Drake does some kind of Superman shit and breaks out of his chair and fights the four guys around him. Mm-hmm. And eventually escapes and gets to the worst part of this game, the giant ship graveyard, which I absolutely hated playing through. But that's okay. gameplay. It's not have to do with this. I don't know if I remember this part. You don't. This was the one with the the plane, right? The plane we is later, but yeah, this is the game. Okay. Now it's the, you like walk out of the pirate thing, and it's just like broken down ships in the water, and there's a whole bunch of them, and you gotta there's huge firefights in the middle, and you gotta climb up sides of ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. That sounds neat. Yeah, it, I mean it. Narratively, it's kind of cool, but in the game, it was a pain in the ass to play. It has no bearing on the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm getting it. (laughs) I remember it. It was frustrating because every time you, like, jump to a new section, they would just appear and there's, like, nowhere to hide. Yeah, and there was a lot of enemies. And the checkpoints were pretty far between, too. 
I remember this being very frustrating. It's coming back. <laughs> but eventually you chase uh, all the guys to a big cruise ship. By I guess that's the pirate's main ship, whatever. Mm-hmm. You chase them to this big cruise ship and uh, you find a fake Sully, which is just a mannequin without a head. <laughs> and he's like, we don't have Sully. They took Sully. Blah, blah, blah. You escape this cruise ship. You eventually sink it. You end up falling into the water and you end up in a ball, a big ballroom and fighting the pirates there. It's kind of a cool part, actually, because the pot, the, the ship's like switching, like breaking and kind of like we did in version where they were fighting on the walls and stuff. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, the boat sinks. Everybody's dying, except for you. You wake up on the shore mm-hmm. and you walk to the town and you eventually get to Elena's house, which I assume you know where she was. And she's like, they have Sully. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, no, there's two days ahead. They left. You've been gone for a while. I don't know what to do. I was trying to save him. But there's this plane that's going to fly over the desert and drop provisions down for the convoy that he's on. Lucky you. We'll just have to sneak up on the plane, take a nap. We'll go. And so you nap. And then you sneak over to where the plane is. You eventually sneak onto it by Elena is like, Drake's like, I know I'm going alone. And Elena's like, well, I'm going to drive this Jeep and you can jump from the Jeep onto the plane. Perfect. That's what I would have done anyway. Yep. Great plan. So Drake jumps onto the plane. He eventually, the plane takes off, starts flying to the Rubal Kali Desert. Mm-hmm. He's sneaking around the plane. Get, of course, gets caught by a big muscle guy. And the guy's like, well, the only way I'm going to solve this is to open the big hatch and throw you out. Sure. That's what I would have done. Yeah. And then That's the only way to take care of that situation. The, the, basically the scene that everybody knows from Uncharted. From the movie. Yeah, where the plane, the stuff's falling out of the plane. The plane eventually crashes and blah, blah, blah. And Nate ends up alive on the ground in the middle of the desert with nothing. Now, this part would have probably annoyed me in the game. Oh, it, it does annoy me too. <laughs> Just walking forever. Gameplay-wise, this was not fun. Mm-hmm. But, but it's basically he's stuck in the desert, so he just starts walking. He doesn't know exactly mm-hmm. where he's going. And, of course, he's starting to dehydrate and he's starting to have hallucinations, seeing oasises. And oases and hallucinations of Victor, blah, blah, blah. He eventually ends up in this ghost town in the middle of the desert. And of course, the mercenaries are there. Of course. So there's some firefights going on. And then all of a sudden, some uh, people on horseback break in and start shooting the bad guys and killing them with arrows and swords and whatnot. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, Drake. Oh, you're English. He pulls his sword on. He's like, no, no, I'm a good guy. Blah, blah, blah. They pick him up and they escape on a horse out of the ghost town. Yeah, they're like, well, we saw other English people, and they suck. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Which is a not a wrong decision to make. No. Probably, uh, statistically, or, you know, historically speaking, the right one. Exactly. For sure. So uh, eventually they get to, like, a rest stop that these guys are at, and he explains that his name is Salim. And uh, he's like, you don't belong here, American. He's like, I'm just trying to get to my friend. And he's like, oh, the caravan? Yeah, we've been following that. We're going to get rid of that tomorrow. And then Salim tells him the story about the Pillars of the Sands, the Atlantis of the Sands, the Pillars of Aram or whatever, that King Solomon, King Solomon, 3,000 years ago, commanded a bunch of jinns to make these towns. And then afterwards, he imprisoned them all in a brass thing and cast it into the center of the city. And the jinns that are stuck inside cursed the town and everybody eventually went crazy and killed everybody else. Oh, my God. It's kind of like Prince of Persia. What are jinns? Aren't they like Genies. evil spirits? S- sort of. They're like, they're from Islamic culture. They're spirits of like smoke and kind of things yeah. like that. Genies, kind of. But I mean, I'm sure that uh, 
the you bad know, the Winchester brothers took care of a bunch of them. They do fight gins a lot. Of course. Remember the guys that kind of, uh, they're blue and they make you hallucinate? Yeah. They, they grant you wishes, but it's just your hallucinations. Yeah, so it's like the genie in Aladdin. He's dead. Not Robin Williams. The genie? <laughs> you mean Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Anyway. So the next day comes and they're like, well, we're going to attack this caravan. And uh, you go, you attack the caravan, you jump from thing to thing, you fight a bunch of people, kill them, eventually save Sully. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And Sully's like, I was with these crazy motherfuckers for two and a half days. And they keep talking. They don't want the treasure that's there. They want something else. And then Drake starts to put together that they want. They want the gin. They want the gin or whatever the gin equivalent is. Whatever. It's a real gin. Is it? We'll find out. Spoiler. So they start walking to the sandstorm and blah, blah, blah. They go through the sandstorm. And of course, the city is in the center of the sandstorm. Mm Mm-hmm. Bunch of puzzles, opening doors, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, they open the doors, and there's a beautiful city on the inside, Ubar. The Atlantis of the Sands. I just, it's so big. It's a whole oh, hidden yeah. city. How did no one ever stumble upon this by accident? Because there's constant sandstorms. There's constant sandstorms around it. I don't know. That's <laughs> it must be obscured from the sky, too, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Sandstorms. It's all sandstorms. Sandworms. 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 Star Wars. <laughs> No, like, like Beetlejuice, juice, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I got you. I was there. But you're eventually walking around this town and stuff, and you find, like, things and stuff. And eventually, the sun, the solar eclipse starts happening, and Drake's like, that's weird. I didn't know that was coming. Yep. And then Sully's like, oh, that is weird. And then, boom, Sully gets shot. Oh, no. Talbot's standing behind him. He's like, ha, 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 And him and Marlo start running away. And then the great part of every uh, Uncharted game is to see which supernatural monster comes out. And this one is smoke monsters, which I guess are gin. Okay. They're kind of That's like... better uh, than the fucking yetis from the second one. Oh, Those yeah. Those are just people, though. They're yetis. They got crossbows. So, well, in game one, they were just people. And in game two, they were just people dressed up. We'll figure out what these are. I know what they were. <laughs> <laughs> So you're fighting off smoke monsters. You're fighting off Talbot's men. You're chasing Talbot's through the thing. Then all of a sudden bugs appear again. And you kind of turn into Kid Drake and you start realizing that something's not right here. <laughs> you think. <laughs> and then you get to a whole hallucination scene and blah, 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 fighting more smoke guys. And uh, you get to like a part where there's water and a mirror Drake attacks you. And then all of a sudden you wake up on the floor of some ratty old place. And you're like, huh, what's going on? I got to find them. So you're walking around, sneaking around, and eventually you find Sully again. And Sully's like, man, you drank some of that water, and you just freaked the fuck out. <laughs> you're tripping <laughs> balls, bro. Yeah. He's like, I don't He's like, the water must be tainted or some shit, because you just went crazy. And he's like, that's what destroyed the city. Oh, my God. It all like, makes sense. Ta- Talbot and Marlowe must want whatever's in that water. He's like, boom. Fucking figured it lead out. Poisoning. Lead poisoning is what's in that water. Yeah. They already have that shit in little darts. Why do they need the water? Also a good question. Also a very good question. <laughs> I assume magic. Yeah. Well, they do want the gin. It's really. Because, I mean, doing. even though Papa Scotch is fair to complain about the Yetis, those are all people. There's still come some kind of magical aspect of them at the end. Not here. Are you sure? Anyway. I don't know. They eventually, uh, <laughs> he's like, the ve- it must be that vessel of brass from the middle of legend. I don't know where he comes up with that. That part of the legend must be true, I guess. And he's like, Francis Drake figured that out and hit all of it. He lied to the queen. He's like, we got to stop Talbot. We got to do this. We got blah, blah. So eventually you make your way to the center of town and Marlo and her crew are there trying to raise the brass container up from the bottom of the 
hit the water where it's in. And Talbot KOs Sully, sneaks up behind him, knocks him in the water, and Nate jumps in, blah, blah, blah. They eventually destroy the thing, lifting the brass up from the bottom, the brass container. It's a huge, like, I'll say, like, a Winnie the Pooh honey pot. Yeah, some type with of a, pot. With a wax seal on top of it or something. So there's something in there, I guess. Yes, it's like the pots from Elden Ring. Yeah. Is that right, Papa Scotch? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's exactly the pot from Elden Ring. <laughs> All right. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But what right. but whatever it is, whatever they do, they they shoot some stuff and then all of a sudden the city starts collapsing. Oh, of course it does. It always does. And they, yep, it always does. So they have to escape, blah blah blah. They end up in this part where like Marlo ends up in quicksand and Nate tries to save her cuz Nate's a good guy at heart. But she gets sucked under the water and there goes his ring. Actually, he probably just wanted the ring. When I think about it. Yeah. Probably. I just I don't understand the, the one hole in logic here was if um, Lawrence of Arabia got this far and he, you know, hit all the stuff, he took away all the notes, he made it so no one could find it. If it was this easy to destroy, why didn't he just destroy the city? Yeah, I don't. It wasn't back in the day. It just got old. I think I, they also had explosives with them, right? <laughs> it was 50 years later. Like how hard, oh, you know, like because Lawrence of Arabia was what, the 40s? Okay, it's so like 60, 70 years, yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess, but. Maybe they didn't think they could blow it up. Or maybe they didn't even go into the town. Yeah. He might maybe, have figured maybe it out and then far. just... Who knows? Well, the point I'm making is it seems silly to just hide. Like, the place is still there. He just hid how he got there. Someone else was going to eventually yeah, figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you got a point. Try and and I, my thought was if he was already there, why didn't he destroy it? But he may not have been there. He might not have got that far. Right. Well, yeah, because well, when they were in Yemen, uh, Elena says that he got this far and turned around and hit everything. That he didn't go past there. So he figured right. it out while they were there. Mm, he was smarter. Yeah, he's smarter than Nathan Drake. So uh, Marlo dies from the quicksand. The tower is still collapsing. You eventually get to a part where you have a showdown with Talbot on the collapsing city. And uh, you and Sully are against them, blah, blah, blah. You eventually kill him. You escape. Salim helps you out. And the city is swallowed by the desert, crashing down all around him. And like, huh, I guess we're okay now. Nothing wrong could ever happen again. Nope. Perfect. That's- and it- <laughs> and then it cuts like Sleem's like, all right, I guess we're still protected. Whatever. They get to the airport and uh, Nate and Sully are there after they destroy everything in the desert. Of course. Sully somehow got a pocket full of coins. Because he always does. <laughs> he always does. I don't know where he pulled that from, but yeah, you're right. He always <laughs> he, does. He always comes up with treasure somehow. And <laughs> I guess that's how they can always say they have this money. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So they can always afford their capers, but like not enough money to retire off of it. And yeah, right. And Sully goes on a little spiel here to Nate about how he never had his own son and Nate was kind of like a son to him, blah, 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 and hands him back his wedding ring. And he's like, I thought I lost it. He's like, no, I stole it from you and hit it the whole time. (laughs) Basically telling Nate that he should settle down and stop doing this stupid shit and almost dying. (laughs) And he's just like, go be with her, do whatever. And he walks over to Elena and I guess they have a reconciliation and we'll try to fix their marriage. And that's the end of the game. Yeah. She's real easy to win over. Yeah. It's like when they're on an adventure or a caper or whatever, she's very much like, oh, this is the good times. I remember what this was like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, completely forgot about all that stuff that led to them getting dick in private. You know? Well, she doesn't want to be uh, put in danger, I guess, for the rest of her life. Yeah. And maybe they'll settle down and there won't be an Uncharted 4. Of course they will. Well, they. <laughs> The game starts with them settled down, doesn't it? Yes, it does. 
That's right. And they, they play uh Crash Bandicoot. There it is. Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. That's the game. That's it. Yep. We did it, guys. <laughs> Takes a minute to find the buttons, but that's the game. We did it. We got through it. We're better people. Finishing up the third entry into the Uncharted series. So let's go ahead and move into final thoughts. Ooh. And uh, where do you guys want to I guess I'll go first. It's been a minute since right. I went first. Um, but I just, I don't remember what questions I'm supposed to. I think I got a couple. Do here. Oh, good, good, good. Did watching this video make you want to play Uncharted? Okay. Was the story pretty good or were you like, who farted? <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> that could be easily the best one we've ever done. You made up for last week easily. Thank you. Thank you. And at 27 stars, how much did this chart, kid, take it? No, well, you didn't have to top that last one. It was yeah, good. I know. Just go. Just go. All right. Well, uh, did watching this video make me want to play it? Not really. Um, I enjoyed my time with it when I originally played it, but I don't really have any desire to go back. Like, there were too many Uncharted games in a row that I just got burnt out on that series. Yeah. Like, I, I played one through four, and then by then, they had the Classics Collection. They had... Remasters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one with uh, Chloe and what's her name? They had oh, their adventure. Chloe and um, the one from four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a whole other separate game with them. And it was just like, I. it's not that I don't like the games. I do. And I enjoyed them. But it just, it was the same thing over and over. Just cover-based shooters the whole time with yeah. some puzzles. And uh, yeah, it just got burnt out. So it does not make me want to play it. It makes me want to play it less, actually. Uh, did the story work for me? I mean, this is the definition of a triple-A story. Like, this is story-based gameplay. Naughty Dog does it better than most. Uh, but I did feel, out of all the entries we've seen so far, that this was the weakest. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Um, not by a lot. Like, I think that Uncharted 2 was really, really great, except for the Yetis. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted 1 was a little bit rough around the edges, but, I mean, for Christ's sake, it was a PS3 launch game. Fair. Uh, so, what... I think the story overall worked for me. I think it, I, I don't like this fact that Drake just turned into this person who was absolutely obsessed with finding this, which he kind of always had pieces of that in him, like something that kept him going, even though it was so dangerous and scary. Yeah. But well, I think the, well, go on, go ahead. Yeah, never mind. It's only well, I was just thinking that previously it was money and, and getting treasure, and now it's all of a sudden like personal. And I get what they're trying to do. I just, I don't believe that someone who's gotten this far, who solved so many puzzles and done all this, is this dumb to walk into danger like this. Yeah. Um, so in a universe where, I mean, the plane sequence was fucking cool. Let's just not kid ourselves on that. But <laughs> the the whole thing overall, I just, I think it was just more the same, a little stretched too far. It's still great. Still a great story. Um, little, there was not enough Chloe in it for, for my liking because she's such a great character. Cutter was kind of cool too. It was the first time we see Cutter in anything, and he was yeah. Gone. Cutter, Cutter was cool, and he was in and out in like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, he did get like his own scene, his own drug scene. He got some good lines in there, but I kind of just want to play the video game where Cutter and Chloe go on adventures. Well, cross was there a fingers. game like that? There yeah. might have been a game like that. I don't. There's just been so many. So, uh, score, score. Let's talk score. Um, like I said, I think it was. It, it's it's a great game. It's a great story. It it belongs up there but as far as the top tier of just even naughty dog games i don't know if i put it in the top five naughty dog games so i'm gonna give it a 13 i think that's pretty pretty good 
So yeah, I'll stick with thirteen. It's above average. So uh, how about you You're there, Sir Trump Slut? So did watching this video make you want to hang out of a plane? Did the story work for you, or was it just stupid and insane? Mm-hmm. And what score out of 27 stars do you think you'd plop down on the weather vane? Nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Almost had it. At least they rhymed. They all rhymed. Yep. It's a step in the right direction. Did I want to play it? No. I don't know. Kind of, but not really. I mean, I do like exploring video games and trying to find all the hidden shit, but... Eh, cover-based shooters are played out at this point. There were just, there were too many. There were just too many at once. Yeah, plus it's fucking, it's all the same. It's all Uncharted. Yeah. Want to be Indiana Jones, motherfucker. He's so much cooler than Indiana Jones, though. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> and Indiana Jones doesn't have Sully, I mean. Yeah. It's short round. It's dad. It's but, true, he does have James Bond. So no, I don't, I don't, not really want to play it. Did the story work for me? Well, like Scotchy said, yeah. I mean, it's classic. It's like a movie, something you'd watch and be like, okay, that's fine. There were a lot of holes, maybe not a lot, but fair enough. But the whole time I'm like, all right, well, we've fucking seen this already, man. Seen this whole thing. How many times can you get in crazy adventures with some baddie trying to fucking take you out? Mm-hmm. I was kind of bored with the whole thing. But, you know, if it was the first Uncharted game, I'd give it a higher score, but... I don't think it is as good as the others. The story was meh. The hallucinating was pretty neat, but it seemed like a gimmick. So, total score, uh, I'm going to throw it a, an 11. Because, I mean, it's good, but it's not great. They just, it feels like they got lazy with this one. It feels like at this point we were just making up more stories for Drake to be in. Like, it didn't feel like it was part of a trilogy, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was just like, all right, well... He's going to find another lost city. Yeah. Well, whoopity frickin' do. Well, let's ask the man of the hour, Dr. Scientist, what he has to say about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, slap, you start us off. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that whole thing in. Yeah, Passing cool. the buck. So, did watching this video make you want to play this again? Was the story pretty good? Or were you like, I've seen this again. <laughs> I like how you run it again and again. I know, thanks. Very sweet. Mm, chef kiss. And out of 27 stars, how many would you give this again? <laughs> no notes. Yeah, perfect. Uh, would I play it? I always have a feeling like there's a chance I would play an Uncharted game again on easy and just run through it as quick as I could. Yeah, just play mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Did the story work for me? Yeah, it works as a story. I think it is the weakest one. I agree with both of you. They tried to give Drake a bigger flaw than he had in the other two games just so they can try and fix it at the end, I think. Right, right. It felt like forced, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he was obsessed in the other games, but nothing like this. And for some reason, it was personal to him because he was a kid and involved that, whatever. And he started not caring about other people and whatever. It just seemed a little forced to me. But how personal can it be if he's not even a Drake descendant? You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Well, he's had that ring forever, dude. It's true. And they kind of had Elena and Nate get together at the end of two, and then no real emotional involvement, and they were just not together again in this one. They don't really tell you anything. Yeah, which you assume is just because Drake got obsessed again, and Elena kind of wanted to not have a dead husband. Hmm. That's fair. 
But uh, I'm going to have to agree with Scotchy, even though The Falls is still good. I still liked it. The Indiana Jones kind of let's find some kind of mythical place is always a good thing to watch. Yeah. So I also gave it a 13 out of 27 stars. Yeah, I mean, it's still a fun treasure hunt game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm certainly not saying if it was the first one, it would have been ranked a lot higher, but you dealt with the other two first. So did the other ones have like little comedy in them, at least like, yeah, levity here and there. I didn't feel any in this one, really. I mean, Cutter was kind of. Yeah, but he wasn't really in it that much. Yeah. But I think they were more serious because Nate was. Nate was more serious. Yeah. 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 Maybe this is him dealing with breaking up with Elena. Who knows? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I wish they would have focused on that a little bit more. Like, this was his coping thing. Like, if I focus on this, I don't have to worry about how I fucking failed as a husband. Yeah. But who but knows? No, they, they made it about. explain any of that. <laughs> no. No. All right. Well, we got nothing else to say about the game. I mean, we can go ahead and. Well, how many total stars was that? 37. Oh, Jesus. 37. I didn't even summarize this up. Oh, what an idiot. 37 <laughs> stars for that game. I'm not going to talk about the games we did this year because, you know, we might be seeing this. Yeah, it sounds like a good Oh, really? One. All right. But uh, some of the ones from last year, we gave 37 stars to Murdered Soul Suspect, which I remember being a quite a, a pleasant one. surprise. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Sly 3, another Naughty Dog game, we gave 36. Mm. And Shadow Warrior, we also gave a 36 last year. And all of those. I believe Sly 3 is a perfect 12. <laughs> Look at that. You are correct. It was a perfect 12. Wow. I went back through the list and looked at all the perfect games. If I was, if I liked this better, it could have been a perfect 13. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. But that's not the way the system works. No, no, no. We obey the system. We pick the right numbers and you know, we almost got a perfect zero with star Wars, but I counted that as a perfect one. <laughs> I had to give it a negative one. Cause knowing star Wars, it made me more angry, but we're not talking about star Wars. We're, we're talking about the 37. We gave uncharted three Drake's deception. Now, with nothing else to say about this game, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Radical Pokemon Lock. It's the Pokemon, it's the Pokemon. <laughs> you didn't know what that button did when you hit it, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every week we ask Dr. Scientist an amazing for an amazing radical Pokemon Lock of the Week, and he has never, ever let us down. Don't think it's even possible. So this week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, I'm going to do week two of the legendary Pokemon. Ooh, another legend. We did sub-legendaries last week. These ones are called just legendaries. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're, yeah, it says they're not allowed in certain battle things. Their stats are higher than the sub-legendaries. Makes them pretty good. Whatever. There's only one of them in each game, usually. Oh, Maybe that's okay. kind of with the other ones. Sub-legendaries are like that, too. Oh, okay. But anyway, uh, my favorite legendary one is a classic, one of the first 150, Mewtwo. M-E-W-T-W-O. I feel like I've heard this name before. Oh, he's quite famous as far as Pokemon go. I mean, he's no Pikachu. He's a bigger Mew. Yeah. he's <laughs> uh, He was kind of spliced together doing genetic engineering experiments and turned into this. Oh, my God. Super true. deadly psychic Pokemon. There's Mega Mewtwo's? Yep. Whoa. There's mega. There's a lot of mega ones, actually. Well, this is new to me. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a, a tale of man's hubris of what happens when they experiment with DNA. Oh, uh, cool. It's powerful yeah. psychic type Pokemon. Per dope. Wow. It's got a catch rate of three. Yeah. That's higher than last week's. Zero base friendship. Whoa. Yeah. He's not happy when you catch him. Doesn't sound like it. He's legendary for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's genderless. It's legendary. They there are you go. legendary. Whatever. <laughs> we don't know That's how Mewtwo self identifies. But 
Mewtwo this week. The Pokemon lock of the week. That being said, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Sir Chomp Slaps. This? Who are that? Is it this or is it that? Every week, we uh, we give Sir Chomp Slap a prompt, and he has to tell if it's, tell us if it's one thing or it's another thing. This week, man, we got a fun one. I'm really glad I found this one. Oh, shit. But uh, we're going to throw seven prompts at you, and you're going to have to tell us whether it is a... Girl Scout cookie. I got this. Or is it a ride at the legendary amusement park, Dollywood? Cookie or Dolly? Cookie or ride? Cookie. Cookie ride. Cookie or Dollywood ride? Take the cookie. You buy the cookie, take the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. So, all right. Are you ready? Sir Chomp Slap for your prompts. Fucking let's go, bro. All right. Here we go. First prompt. Do-si-do. Ride. Daisy go round. Ride. Wonder wheel. Shit ride. <laughs> Lemon twist. Cookie. <laughs> Tag along. Cookie. Shooting star. Ride. Trifoli. Cookie. Ooh. Can I guess how many you got right? You can absolutely guess. What do you Six. think it is? What I miss? Trifoli. I thought Dosey Doe was a cookie. Could All right, well, it sounds like a ride at Dollywood, yeah, too. But I think that's why they made that there. Tricky. This uh Oh. Unfortunately, this is one of the lower ones this year. Oh, was it a shit. five? Four. It is a four oh. out of seven. <laughs> man, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I thought I knew my Girl Scout cookies, man. You don't. I knew tag alongs. <laughs> you did know tag alongs. A dosi dough is a Girl Scout cookie. You got that incorrect. A Daisy Go Round is also a Girl Scout cookie. You got what? that one incorrect. Uh, then you got Wonder Wheel is a ride. That was correct. Lemon Twist is not a cookie. That is a ride. Shut the fuck up. What are the I lemon know, ones a tough called? One. It's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know what the lemon ones are called, but Tagalon is a Girl Scout cookie. Lemon Heads. Which you did get correct. Shooting Star is a ride, and Trifoli is a Girl Scout cookie. What the fuck? That one was tricky. <laughs> that was. I told you, it was a tough one. Four out of seven. Uh, he found his weakness. Cookies. Uh, cookies i'm gonna have to find all cookie based ones i mean you got a seven out of seven last week these can't all be gimmies you know yeah i guess lemonades and lemon ups come on when life gives you lemon you make lemonades wasn't it anthony judgment oh when life gives you aids you make lemonades yeah All right, Jesus. Let's say uh, <laughs> you can you can cut that one out. Nope. Let's say uh, I don't know. Someone had some information to get us about the possible combinations of what cookies you should be eating when you ride these rides on Dollywood, or just a review of Dollywood. I'd love to go to see Dollywood one day. That'd be fun. Where could they send that email to, Sir Chomp Slap? We'll send that to plotytime at gmail And if you convince me, I'll I'll take a vacation to Dollywood. Awesome. And if they want to get to us faster on the socials with, uh, I don't know, pictures of their favorite amusement park rides, where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram or stop by the Reddit and uh, see the beautiful pictures of Papa Scotch fighting Mewtwo, kind of like Thanos and uh, Doctor Strange fighting Endgame. Yeah. Oh, I'd be fucking sick. Infinity War, it, sorry. Yeah. Put it in my room. All right, well, that does it for us. So, as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Hamman, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, do not trust Dr. Scientists. Go to YouTube, check us out there. Like and subscribe, it really helps us out. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. 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 I like how you forgot to say the YouTube thing. <laughs> I didn't forget. <laughs>